Blog Talk Radio.
There it is right there. And I want to share this with you because this paragraph, it was, I was instructed to look at that shortly after I started to read the book. And it was the start of changing everything. Now, you can't read that from here, so we'll blow it up. Hill says there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until they believe that they can acquire it. That's not an easy thing to do. He said the state of mind must be belief and not mere hope or wish. Now, the last two lines are critical. Open-mindedness is essential to belief. Closed minds will not inspire faith, courage, or belief. There's the key. You, if you want to be ready for the success that you dream about, that Blaine had you playing with mentally, physically, if you're ready, then you believe. And if you don't believe, you're not ready. It's that simple. Now, this is the sad truth. Most people, it's hope and wish. Got to hope this thing happens. If I go there, I wonder if it'll happen. You've got to decide it's going to happen. It's got to be a decision you make. And it's got to be an irrevocable decision. It's not, it's not conditional on anything. This is exactly the way it's going to be done. You see, when you believe, everything else goes out the door. Now, how do you believe? Well, I talked about that earlier. Our belief system is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate a situation, our belief about that situation will change. When Val said that to me, it was like bells going off in my head. I realized then how and why I had changed. I had been searching for nine and a half years. The change had taken place. My life had changed dramatically, but I had no idea why it had changed. People say, how did you do that? And I said, I don't know, I just do it. I have talked to all kinds of Olympians. I had a very good friend of mine, Mill Campbell, who's gone now, God bless him, but he was a gold medal decathlon winner. That means that on that day, he was the greatest athlete in the world. That's huge. And I remember him telling me, if he told me once, he told me a thousand times. He wanted down in Melbourne, at, at the Olympics in Melbourne. And, uh, and he, uh, he said that he and Rayford Johnson were running around the uh, area that they had built for the Olympians. And Rayford said to him, what do you think is going to happen, Milt? And Milt said, I told him, I said, Rayford, you've wasted your time coming here. This is mine. Now, prior to that, that was in 1956. In 1952, he had gone to Helsinki. He watched Bob Mathias as a kid when he was 13. And he watched Mathias, who became a congressman out here at one time. Um, he went to London and he became the greatest athlete in the world. In 1948. And Milt saw that as a young boy. And he made up his mind. He was on the back of a Wheaties box that he was going to do that. At 13, he said, I am going to win the decathlon. 
His grandmother was raising him. He lived in Jersey. But he made up his mind he was going to win it. And four years later, he was in Helsinki. And he stood on the second step. Matthias wanted another gold. Matthias won the gold again. And Milt said, when I was standing on the second step, I made a commitment to myself. I was coming back in four years, and I was going to win the gold. Now, think of what he had to do. He had to train every day for the next four years. This is not lightweight stuff. And this is the real deal. I was running a meeting, and where the hell was I? I was here. I had just got in my room. I hadn't even opened my bag. And the phone rang in my room. And I picked it up and it was Milt. And he, I said, you know, I started talking. He said, where are you? And I said, I'm in L.A. He said, I'm in L.A. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm here visit, visit with Bob Mathias. I said, really? I said, God, I'd love to meet him. And I said, why don't you bring him down? Why don't you come to lunch tomorrow? Bring him down. I'll have lunch with you guys. So he said, just a minute. And he was gone for a minute. And he came back. He said, okay, Bob said he'd come. And so I was running a seminar for Prudential. This was quite a long time ago. Well, these two big guys come in. And they sat down in the back of the room. And I knew who they were. I knew who Bill was. I didn't know who Bob was, but I knew who, I knew who was with him. And so... Um, they ducked out, and we had lunch, and we came back in, and uh, they said, yeah, you can go ahead. So I told a story. I told a story about a young guy who was 13 that saw another guy win a gold medal in the decathlon, and he made up his mind he was going to do that. Now, he was living with his grandma. He was in New Jersey. The temperature's not very nice in New Jersey a good part of the year. And he said, he remember, he was upstairs, and he'd be saying, I am the greatest athlete in the world. And one day his grandma said, Milt, this may not be for us. He said, Grandma, we're not doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> now, I want you to compare the difference. He went back, he went in 52 to Helsinki, and he won the silver. But he said, I'm going back in four years. He had to figure out how he could do it. He didn't have the money to hire a trainer. His family didn't have any money. So he got an idea. See, when you fall in love with the idea, the way will be shown. You've got to believe that. You can't wish. Wishing and hoping doesn't cut it. If you're going to be ready, you've got to believe it. You've really got to believe it. He got the idea. He went to the government. He said, I'll join the service if you send me to Southern California and you permit me to train. I'll run under your banner. They cut a deal. They sent him down here. He had great trainers. He was in favorable weather. And he did that for four years. They paid him while he was learning. He didn't have enough money otherwise. And he went and he won the gold. And then I told him, I said, now the other guy, Milt's black. 
Matthias was white. Matthias was raised in Southern California. His dad was a doctor. They had all kinds of money, comparatively speaking. He was hiring the best, best trainers in the world. He could train all year long. Their situations were so far apart, they were almost polar opposites on the surface. But they both did the same thing because they both held the same image. And then I introduced them, and I brought well, the guys went nuts. The people in the audience, they did this. And I got them both to come up and talk about it. I've seen these things happen. I've worked with these people. I understand it. And I remember, Milt was always saying, Milt had a key to my house. He's gone now, God bless him. But he had to keep my house. When he came to Toronto, he would just, it wouldn't matter if we were home or not. He could go and stay there. We were just great friends for a long, long time. But I remember he kept saying to me, he said, you know, I, I just, he, he, he couldn't get over this. He said, there was all kinds of guys in school that were better, better athletes than me, but they quit. <laughs> he said, you can't win if you quit. There is no quitting. That's got to be a commitment. And it's not going to be easy. Sandy's going to run you through here into something in a few minutes called the terror barrier. It gets to the point where you're damn good and scared. It gets to the point where the outside starts to take control of the inside and you swear to God you're going to lose if you keep going. But you've got to keep going. And I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. It's the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it, or let's ask God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. Yeah. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album.
We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. 
So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential, and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and how can they do that, and they shouldn't speak, and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because... When the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. Nothing. Over and over and over again. Because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so, therefore, we have abandoned the project Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened? And somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. There will be days where you will ask yourself, where is all this going? What is the purpose? What is my purpose? In high school, I thought I'd discover my life's purpose when I could answer that age-old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Nope. In college, I thought I would discover it when I could answer, what's your major? Not quite. 
I thought that maybe I'd discover it when I found a good job. Then I thought I just needed to get a few promotions. That didn't work either. I kept convincing myself that it was just over the horizon, around the next corner. Nothing worked, and it was really tearing me apart. Part of me kept pushing ahead to the next achievement, and the other part kept asking, is this all there is? I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. I realized one night in L.A. that the purpose of my life had always been to free people from concern. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. When you work towards something greater than yourself, you find meaning, you find purpose. When you keep people at the center of what you do, it can have an enormous impact. All life is interrelated. We are all bound together into a single garment of destiny. But under the sky, under the heaven, man, there is but one family. It just so happened, man, that people are different. That's the only thing that's important, really. Letting each other know we're here. Reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. Deep inside of you lives a hero who wants to do something great with your life, who wants to inspire other people, who wants to do creative work, who wants to change the world. Maybe you're so numbed out that you've forgotten who you truly are. The fact that you are alive today means there is a mighty call on your life to do something with the rest of your life. When you're convinced that your cause is right, have the courage to take a stand. Use your minds and hands and your hearts to build something bigger than yourselves. If you see a problem or an injustice, recognize that no one will fix it but you. A change in the world that seems so clear that you are sure someone else is going to do it. But they're not. You will. Ideas don't come out fully formed. They only become clear as you work on them. You just have to get started. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. I want to do good. I want the world to be better because I was here. I want my life I want my, my work, I want it to mean something. If you are not making someone else's life better, then you're wasting your time. When you wake up in the morning and your life means something to somebody other than you, that you have a purpose, if you don't go do the things that you're going to do, people's lives will suffer. To live in service, not to you, but to live in service to humanity, to live in service to your family, to your church, to your city, to your country, to the world, that is the purest form of joy. Tear down that mirror that makes you always look at yourself, and you will be able to look beyond that mirror 
and you will see the millions of people that need your help. Reaching out and helping people will bring you more satisfaction than anything else you've ever done. Measure your impact on humanity, not in lives, but in the lives you touch. Not in popularity, but in the people you serve. There is so much out there conspiring to make you cynical. People will try to convince you that you should keep your empathy out of your career. Don't let that noise knock you off course. I found that my life got bigger when I stopped caring what other people thought about me. Yours will too. Stay focused on what really matters. When I look around, I always learn something, and that is to be always yourself and to express yourself, to have faith in yourself, to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly. That, my friend, is very hard to do. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. You will only ever have two choices, love or fear. Choose love and don't ever let fear turn you against your playful heart. Many things can contribute to our not approving our dreams, our not feeling good enough. A lot of things can contribute to that. Many of us never live up to our potential or don't approve ourselves because we never had anybody to believe in us. Looking at some of the things that keep us from approving ourselves, that we've all done some things that we don't feel good about. Things that if we had to do those things over again, we would not do those things. Or we would do things differently. So part of what we must do in order to begin to move into your greatness, you got to remove a major energy block. And that is dealing with the issue of forgiveness. People that have hurt you, someone who's done you wrong, make a list and things that you have done that you, you feel bad about, that you regret. Make a list. There may be a time when you weren't a good father or a good mother or a good brother or sister or you, you were a bad child or you didn't do a good job or you lied or you were dishonest or you stole. No one knows this but you, or something you feel good about, say, so you know, there's a real dog in me to do that. Something you just really regret. So we make a list of all those things. All of us have some of that. Somebody say there's some good in the worst of us and some bad in the best of us. So none of us escape. Now here's something I want you to do. I want you to become involved in an active process to get some clutter out of your life. So if there's any area in your life that you need to clean up, there's some people who's cluttering up your life. They serve no purpose whatsoever. They're just holding and occupying the space that somebody useful, positive, nurturing, and contributing could be holding that space. You don't even have time to look to see what else is out there because you all have all of these people surrounding you that's not in enabling you to grow. So look at what is it I need to get out of my life. Just start cleaning this stuff out. See, whatever you have in your environment is a reflection of your consciousness. 
So you got all that chaos there. That represents some disorganized, cluttered section of your mind. So let's get all that out of there, all right? Work to get that out, clean that up. Anybody that you feel very strongly about, have some negative feelings about, let's look at some good reasons to forgive them. Number one, you must try and see what has happened or see things from that other person's point of view. Let's look at it from their point of view. That's, that's one area. That's number one. Then number two, holding a grudge hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. So just for good health and peace of mind, let it go. Any feeling of resentment or anger or hatred is called to me the load of bitterness within. Every thought that we entertain produces a chemical in our brain that impacts the body's immune system. And besides, this person you're hating, they probably are not even aware of it. Don't even know you're really hating them. You've turned up the steam. Gone from dislike to hate, intense hate. And here you are killing yourself, making yourself vulnerable to various types of illnesses, putting yourself in bad health. And I say that person is not worth your sacrificing your health or one minute of peace of mind. One minute of anger robs you of 60 seconds of happiness. So decide it doesn't matter. Let it go. And experience the dignity and the magnanimous sense of character of being big enough to move on and get on with your life. Letting it go so you can grow. See, we, all of us have greatness within us. But when you don't come to grips with your greatness and you don't work to develop it, if you're not seeking it out, if you're not finding where it is, if you're not trying to locate it, if you're not experimenting with your life to try and find out what fits for you, I'm saying that you're positioning yourself to be a miserable person, an unfulfilled person. How else do we do it? Procrastination. We just put things off over and over and over again. Why? Because we haven't accepted it. We don't feel deserving. We don't feel that we're good enough. So we sabotage ourselves by not ever taking care of business. We get real busy doing a lot of things where we don't have any time. We start doing so many things, we just give our time away until we don't have any time for ourselves or any time to do the things that we want to do. And every time you put it off and move it back, oh, I'll do it one day, oh yeah, I'm going to get to it. I'm saying to you that one day you look around and there goes a year, there goes two years, there goes three years. So is there something you want to do? Do it now. Do it right now. Don't put it off. Start right now where you are. There will never be a perfect ideal time. Whatever you have going for you right now, that's enough. Work on that idea. Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Watch out with the relationships you have. What kind of person are you becoming because of the relationships that you have right now? Do those people contribute to you? Do they help you grow and develop yourself? What kind of person are you becoming? People who have not accepted greatness for themselves, these people don't study, ladies and gentlemen. These people don't study. They don't have time for personal growth and development. They don't have time to work on their minds. No, they don't have time for that. Too busy for that. To determine the height of your self-approval, it's important that you evaluate yourself because you know you quite well, but it's almost impossible to do it totally by yourself. You must get some caring feedback. Find somebody close enough to you that has observed you or been around you that you value their opinion and ask them how do they see you, how do they rate you in terms of your self-esteem. And then compare what you have with what they say. 
See, there are things many times that people can see in us that we can't see because it's a blind spot. When someone pays you a compliment, can you handle it well? Can you handle compliments well? That's a good barometer about your self-esteem. Can you handle criticism well? Can you give criticism? What are your expectations? What do you expect to get from life? What do you expect to get from your business? What do you expect to get from your relationships? What is your ideal day? What is it that you expect from this experience, this trip, this journey that you're involved in? People that, that have a strong sense of self-approval, they have high expectations for themselves and from life and from others. See, a lot of people don't expect much from life. So they don't shoot for much. They're not preparing for much. A lot of people are just showing up in life. A lot of people just get up in the morning and they go through the day, they go to the job just to pull a check down watching the clock coming in. So you want to be a different kind of person as you forward your life. You want to get something out of this. If you're going to do it, it's worth your time, your energy. You've got some expectations from this. So examine your expectations versus your wishes. Some people wish they could do better. But some people expect to do better. Where are you on that? And love yourself. Make caring for you the highest priority in your life. Take care of you. Look out for what truly satisfies you. We're not taught to love ourselves. We're not taught to look out for ourselves. We're not taught to take care of ourselves, to become sensitive to our wants, to our needs, our, our desires. So make a conscious effort. Make you number one priority. Your peace of mind, your health is more important than your family and any and everybody. Because if you don't have peace of mind, if you don't have your health, you can't serve anybody. Don't neglect yourself. A lot of us, and particularly ladies, have been groomed to be sacrificial lambs. Putting their dreams on the back burner in deference to their children's dreams, or their husband's dreams, or their family's dreams. And forget about themselves. Then become resentful and angry and bitter. So start taking care of yourself, looking out for you. Develop a health plan. Your health is all you got. So start taking care of you. Eating nutritious meals, willing to exercise your body, taking care of this body, loving yourself. So do some good stuff for yourself on purpose. Take some time out for you. You can't develop and manifest your greatness. You can't be a high achiever if you don't feel good. You don't take care of yourself. It takes the edge off your life. It helps you to manage things rather than allowing them to manage you. Gives you more personal power to deal with stuff. Take care of you. Now here's something else I suggest for you. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.
uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pivot I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You posted to just fuck her, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock got an extra clip In the bed with an extra bitch It's just a view, it's just a view The sky ain't the limit to me Always looking over my shoulder Before I get into my feet Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made it twerk Open the trap in January Shit got ready, don't made it first Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing a kufi My body different, baby Here and up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting these cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties How to ride by, I fly by Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord But I got a death uh, fly Get the bag Whoa. right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law 
and as Muslims would say, Allah is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled. And when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law. Because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions, all right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. Right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. 
A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? Then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards, but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day and every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor. Because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a
got that? Pro se cuter, a prosecutor, because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record, on the record. We come in with our flag, we come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution we sign with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. Personally, niggas rather work for the man than to work with me Just so they can pretend they on my level That shit is irking to me Pride always going for the fall, almost certainly It's disturbing what I grow What I grow Survey says you're not even close Everybody's office till it's time to pay for the office To them end points to separate the men from the boys over here, we measure the test for how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody gets broke except for you. Ow. I 
my mama whip My great great grandchildren already rich That's a lot of brown turn on your Forbes list Rollicking around my compound on my fortress I'll be riding around with my seat reclining Dropping my daughter off at school every morning We swimming all doors I beat your boiling on these bum You ain't talking about nothing, I ain't got no time Pause, chill, tell them cats, they gotta relax Those in the sand, mama getting fat None to none, real one Ain't none to it, none to it Right? 
you know, I know a lot of people, because I had a brother that hit me up, right? And he says to me, he said, Joey, can I sue the police for pulling me over? And I say, well, it just depends. It, it depends on what happened when they pulled you over. He says, well, they pulled me over and gave me a warning, but I want to sue them. And I said, well, that sounds like some bullshit to me. Number one, why would you sue? I mean, okay, you can sue them for pulling you over because you're supposed to be able to roll in your private conveyance how you choose to. But the problem is, is when you're carrying their license plates, when you are uh, using their driver's license, when, when you are subject to their jurisdiction, right, they can do what the hell they want to do. It's a contract. Remember, driver's license is a contract. But a driver's license does not make you a U.S. citizen just like a social security number does not necessarily make you a U.S. citizen. Okay, we, we've seen this. The Department of State even says this in their manual. Now, what is a petition, right? Because the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances is a right to make a complaint or seek the assistance of your government without the fear of being punished or a reprisal for them coming back on you. Basically, it's, it's, be, it's basically being able to go ask for some help. Okay, just a second, y'all. I apologize, y'all. Um, so it's basically being able to go in and get and ask for help, all right? So here's the thing, right? The right. To petition for a redress is really important, and, and I think that it's an important um, it's, in, it's important because how are you going to get redress if your rights have been taken away, right? So a tort is normally how we would do a redress, right? You got to go into the right court, you got to petition the right court, but the right for redress can be traced back to what's known as the Bill of Rights of 1689, uh, the Petition of Rights. 1628, okay, and the Magna Carta, and if you know anything about the Magna Carta, the Magna Carta deals with your right to travel, right, the right to be able to travel freely how you choose to without any problems, right, so really, really important, okay, now, in the United States, right, the, the prohibition, um, of the right to petition originally referred to uh, for only to Congress, right? So basically, and initially in the beginning, they only wanted to give it to Congress and the U.S. federal court. So there was something known as the incorporation doctrine that was done. The incorporation doctrine is the incorporation in United States law, right? And it's a doctrine that deals basically with your Bill of Rights. So when the Bill of Rights was ratified, the court held that uh, the protections extend only to actions of the federal government and that the Bill of Rights did not place limitations on authority of state and local governments. Well, I, I'm here to tell you that um, a lot of your local governments do what's called, um, they do what's known as 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 uh, uh, charters, right? So they take charters out, right? And these damn charters they take out, 
try to make them a million in, in some sense of the word, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's bullshit too, right? Because let me tell you something. Just because you take out a charter does not mean you're not under some type of oath, okay? So these charters that they take out, when we talk about incorporation and incorporation doctrines and all this stuff, understand that a lot of these governments, these local governments, right, um, they, they try to give themselves immunity. So, and this is why they have them put bonds in place and things of that nature. So it is, it is crucial for you to be able to, to operate, right? How you need to operate. Right? In the in the public and in the private, without being harassed by these people, right? So, well, if we talk about the Thirteenth Amendment, right? The Thirteenth Amendment is 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 crucial, right? And, and let me let me let me just explain something to y'all, right? Y'all give me just a second. Okay. Now, the Thirteenth Amendment. They say that the 13th Amendment is what got rid of, uh, you know, they say it got rid of slavery, but it never got rid of anything, right? And, and the, 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 the 14th Amendment essentially made you a subject citizen, right? And this is how they basically tried to make it initially where you couldn't do a redress for grievance, right? Because they said, well, the United States is immune, okay? But beginning in the 1920s, Right? There were a series of United States Supreme Court decisions that interpreted the 14th Amendment to incorporate most portions of the Bill of Rights, making these portions the first time enforceable against state governments. So let me tell you something. The state gets the fuck out of line. You got to put their ass back in check. Right? And let me tell you, look, look, look. Let me tell y'all something. The state is under the 14th Amendment. Matter of fact, the states were the first 14th Amendment citizens. I don't care how much the state don't want to be under the 14th Amendment. The state got a contract with the government. Why? Because the government gives them a million dollars for every baby that's born at your birth. So the government's stealing from your ass right off the bat. Right off the bat, they're stealing from you. You understand that? So... Let's make it known, right? And, and I'm 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 one of them people who I'm gonna stand on my shit. You, you're not gonna stop me from standing on my square. You're not gonna stop me from speaking the truth, right? You're not gonna do that. I don't care. I'm, there's some demons out here. There's some people who don't want you speaking your truth. Rise above that shit, right? And if you if you gotta go do a tort claim against these people, go do that, okay? Because there's something known as reverse incorporation, right? And um, this this is basically where the Bill of Rights, right, um, through due process of the 14th Amendment, um, they have what's, what's called Equal Protection Clause, right? So the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment has been held to apply to the federal government through the Due Process Clause. So the, the federal government did reverse incorporation, so this way they could go sue, but they don't want you to go sue. This is why court of equity is so important. Uh, go look up Brown versus Board of Education. Okay, real crucial, real crucial case. Matter of fact, it's funny because I'm in Topeka all the time, and when I go to Topeka, um, I pass, I actually pass the Brown versus Board of Education site all the time. All right, 
really important site. But it deals with this. Now, let's, let's just get down to it, right? And I'm going to drop this on y'all, and then we'll go to the call lines, right? Now, a tort is an act or an omission that gives rise to injury or harm to another and amounts to a civil wrong for which courts impose liability. Now, in the context of torts, injury describes the invasion of any legal right, whereas harm describes a loss or a detriment, in fact, that an individual suffers. Listen, when when people try to infringe on your rights, okay, especially uh, your little local governments, your state governments, you're supposed to get in their ass about this stuff. You're supposed to sue them because this is a problem, right? Now, the primary aim of a tort is to provide relief to injured parties for harms caused by others to impose liability on parties responsible for harm and to deter others from committing harmful acts. Now, torts can shift the burden of loss from the injured party to the party who is at fault or better suited to bear the burden of loss. So typically, a party seeking redress through a tort will ask for damages in the form of monetary compensation. I want my money. Pay me, bitch. Pay me what you owe me. That type of shit, right? So a less common remedy includes injunction and restitution. So for the brother who asked me, can he sue the cops? The first question I'm going to ask you is, did you have an injunction put in place? Did you put an injunction in place? Okay. Now, the boundaries of tort law are defined by common law and state statutory law. So judges in interpreting languages and statutes have a wide latitude in determining which actions qualify as legally what they call cognizable wrongs. So basically which defense can override a claim, right? So the appropriate measure or damage. So although tort laws vary state by state, a lot of torts utilize the, the restatement of torts, okay? So you got you to gotta get down and dirty with the tort gang, okay? Now, I'm going to read something to you out of my book here, okay? And this is important. Just a second. Now, says here that, and, and these are a couple questions you can ask yourself. Number one, why is the intentional infliction of mental disturbance uh, by the insult not a tort itself? Number two, against a large part of the frictions and irritations and clashings of uh, temperaments incident to participation in community life, a certain toughening uh, of the mental high is a better protection than the law could ever be. Okay? Now, if you are mentally um, disturbed by by the police messing with you, right, the shit comes into play. You have to ask yourself a question about this, right? Can, can I actually have a tort against these people for mentally harassing me? Now, in the view of concurrent development, right, you have to have what's called a cause of action. Now, you ask yourself, well, what is a cause of action, Joey? Cause of action, I'm going to give you the actual legal definition here, is a fact or facts that enable a person to bring action against another. See, I can bring action against you, right? I can, I can actually take you to court and sue your ass for mental damage. That's tort. You see, that, that's, that's where the problems come in. They don't like that. They don't like the fact that you can sue them. 
They don't want you to know that, oh, yeah, I can sue your ass for a tort. I can take you to court. You can take people in the state to court. Now, here's the, here's the deal. If you work for your local government, you, or you're a police officer or any of that type of shit, right? I can sue you in your private capacity for violating my constitutionally protected rights. You're not going to violate my constitutionally protected rights. Right? You're not going to do that. This ain't, this ain't the uh, 1800s. This ain't the early 1900s. Everybody got rights. Every, I'm going to say it again. Everybody got rights. So fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Okay? Now, torts fall into three general categories. An intentional tort which means that you intentionally did something to a person, knowing damn well it was wrong, but you did the shit anyways. There's negligent torts, which means causing an accident by failing to obey something. Like, you intentionally did some shit, and then you was negligent in your actions, which means that you know damn well you wasn't supposed to do that shit, but you was negligent anyways. Like, it's like, for instance, if a cop pull you over and he know damn well there's an injunction in, but he still want to give you a ticket, but there's an injunction in, well, then that will justify a cause of action for a tort. And then there's what they call strict liability, right, which is liability for making and selling uh, a defective product. Strict liability, right? You got to have some liability. That's what they call uh, 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 product liability. Now, intentional torts are wrongs that the defendant knew or should have known would result uh, through his or her actions or omissions. A negligent tort occurs when the defendant's actions were unreasonably unsafe. Unlike intentional and negligent torts, strict liability torts do not depend on uh, the degree of care that the defendant used. Rather, in strict liability cases, courts focus on whether uh, a particular result or harm was manifested. So there are numerous specific torts, including this, trespass, assault, battery, negligent liability, intentional infliction, emotional distress, okay? Uh, uh, and oh, some separate areas of tort law include uh, nuisance, defamation of character, invasion of privacy, and economic tort. So, I can't give you this without telling you that there's a remedy, right? Because a tort is a remedy. So, the law recognizes torts as civil wrongs and allows injured parties to recover for their losses. So, injured parties may bring suits to recover damages in the form of monetary compensation or for an injunction, which compels a party to cease an activity. Now, I got an injunction. So, if a motherfucker thinks that they want me, because I got people trying me to. I think I'm exempt from that shit, right? My injunction, you want to see my injunction? Go look in the trust file. Because it's already in equity court. So if you want to play, we can pull it. Now, in certain cases, courts will award punitive damages in addition to compensatory damages to deter further misconduct. You got to be a stand-up guy. You got to stand on your square. So the vast majority of tort cases are going to give you some type of compensatory damage. Okay? So, you know, a court will give you an injunction. And then they'll give you an injunction and monetary relief. 
sometimes they'll give you either or. You have to be very um, keen in what you ask for. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we got to pay a couple bills. I'll be right back. All right? Don't go nowhere. You're right here. Open Forum Friday. Happy Holy Day. We'll be right back. Now I gotta shut. I got to do the right thing for 
means no more getting high, drinking forty, so I get back looking tight, slick again. Fake niggas jump back on my dick again. Nothing but love for those that know how it feel. And much respect to all my niggas that kept it real, kept a nigga strong, kept a nigga from doing wrong. Niggas know who they is, and this is your fucking song. And to my boo, who stuck with a nigga do all the bullshit you get yours because it's too. Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. Listen, man, when I do an injunction, 
I'm injuncting everybody. I'm injuncting your little covens. I'm injuncting your little sororities, fraternities, all of that shit. When I say I don't want to be fucked with, that's what that means. I don't want to be fucked with. And and that that would apply across the board. Right? Listen, I had I've had private police try to pull me over. Uh-uh. Get your ass off. Leave me alone. Okay? And then they try to get you for retaliation. See, let me tell you something. The privilege, um, right, or, or the right, right, to not be retaliated against because you open up a torch. Right, it's very crucial. You can't you can't retaliate against me, right? Because I want to protect myself, right? You can't put somebody in a cop on some prison. You can't put somebody in prison, right? Because you think that they did something to harm you. Let me tell you something about the state. Who is the state? The state of is a corporation. The federal government is a corporation. How can a flesh and blood man or woman injure a corporation? You you can't even uh, you can't even take a flesh and blood man into the court. That's why they that's why they take your strong man into the court. The reasonable belief. See, a privilege exists when a defendant reasonably believes that some type of force is necessary to protect himself against some type of harm, right? So, when you do a tort, there's got to be some type of reasonable belief, reasonable belief that you needed some type of uh, claim, an injunction or whatever it was, okay? All right, so, so a few things for you to think about today when we're talking about, you know, torts, tort feasors, things of that nature. Trust me, they don't like this information getting out. But we're gonna, you know, we're gonna stop acting like this shit isn't the law, okay? Like you can't have a tort for trespass. Like you can't have a tort for battery against you, right? When the cops whoop your ass, and, you know, uh, you know, or they try to do a George Floyd on somebody, right? Or we're gonna stop acting like uh, a, a tort can't be done because they assault you. Or tort can't be done because um, they falsely imprisoned somebody. You know, you don't even have to be behind bars to be falsely imprisoned. Right? They can fuck with your money. They can they can fuck with, with your right to fly. All of that shit. Right? That's, fa- that's false imprisonment. You're trying to keep me here. That's false imprisonment. Um, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Right? You intentionally inflicted emotional distress on me. For what purpose? Right? Because you because you thought that I was gonna do something. You thought that I was a threat. No, no, no. That's called intentional infliction. Emotional distress. Alright? You can do a tort for somebody's negligence. Okay? The the police can be negligent with you. Uh, 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 the, the, the clerk of court can be negligent. Okay? Uh, private nuisance. They can say that you're a nuisance. Right? Listen, public nuisance. Liability. Inducement of a contract. Putting somebody in a contract that you know was wrong. 
right? You're putting somebody in a contract that you know was wrong, and you didn't give them full knowledge of the facts so that they can properly ascertain how to defend themselves. U.S. Code 28 U.S.C. Chapter 171, Federal Tort Claims Act. It governs torts against the United States. And then it falls from there. Okay? Uh, same thing with with your state. State of New York. Court of Appeals. Tort Claims. Okay? So when you go into equity court, okay, and I'll just I'll, I'll just let you know right now Court of Equity or Chancery Or Probate or, or the Orphan's Court Is a court that's authorized to apply Principles of equity as opposed to those of law So so cases brought Before it, these courts begin With petitions to what? The Lord Chancellor of England What y'all, what y'all think? What y'all think this is about? The Court of Equity The Court of Justice is supposed to always be open. The court of equity is the type of court that hears cases. Monetary damages, rich, specific performances, courts of law. Okay? Now, bankruptcy courts, right, and certain other courts, you know, Delaware, Mississippi, New Jersey, South Carolina, Tennessee, those can be considered remaining examples of courts of equity. Okay? Don't get it confused. Court of Equity never went nowhere. They call it the King's Conscience. Who's the King? Better yet, who's the Queen? Questions you should be asking yourself. Alright? Alright, we're going to take a very, very quick break and we're going to come back and open up the call lines. Call lines are wide open if you want to holler at me. It's open for Friday. 347-989-0194. Make sure you press the number one. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. Oh, did y'all see that dipset battle? Shit was wild, wasn't it? Took a it it, it, it took the power of ten Shaolin monks. Keep them niggas from, from fighting up there. Alright, we'll be right back. Peace to the God. Uh the mighty set. Santana, what's up? It's more like a movement you need be in tune with. Killer to the dawn, what's good? Crack music, crack music, Big difference from the cops and the feds. Check that out. A big difference from the gun and drop head. I told them use it as my casket if I drop dead. Clean. Money, power, respect is what the lock said. Be sure that a lot of locker respect is what the cops said. Fuck the cops. Paparazzi flicks on the six page. Grammy bunch with the 40s by the rip cage. Got my jacks, we want to be this like Big Dave. RIP. I've been buying roadies since the kid's age. Four, five, six, hop in the seven series. With drop top shit, I can see having clear. Pray for me. Try to put them on the game, but they never hear me. Stoop. Maybe a text is the closest that you're getting near me. Shit, his life is so ferocious that it's getting scary. And it's hard to stay focused, my eyes are getting teary. Oh, what up, nigga? Diplomatic community. Hey, yo, Capo, what up, man? 
Sentimental had cocaine in the rent Nothing sweet but all my sweets are presidential Dead presidents, I'm done with residential What I mean, man, I bought my own zip code Leave me alone, I go flip mode Don't care if you black with a big nose White with pig toes Just how the shit goes The kid with the sick flow Jewelry, got Bruce Leroy Slash Slick Rick Fuck is you, Negro This crazy Okay, yeah, facts. I get it, yo. 
because they go make you beneficiaries to be because they in a trust as beneficiaries they have need protection too. Correct. But then I can because remember, yeah, because yeah, remember the nationality uh, of the trustee and its beneficiaries is that of the trust. That. Now the what keeps dinging in my head though is makes it private and public. Now I'm thinking in my head that this birth certificate can never really be private because it's part of their shit. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, that, that, that's why so, I keep like, so man, it's I'm, not yours. It's technically not yours, but the name one it is. I have a part. I have a part in it if I want to play, but I don't even really gotta play with that. I don't even gotta operate with that motherfucker. I'm finding out now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't believe. Yeah. I see. You know. See here, I look at it because you're right about that, right? See, the thing is, is that that's that's really their security. Right, but they use that to call you a minor. So the way I look at it is, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna authenticate it. That's gonna give me full faith and credit on it. Um, and then at that point in time, I can use it to my benefit in a system uh, as credit to discharge. That's really what it's supposed to be used for. Right, but then I want you to think about it like this: you can also do baptismal records you can do your own set of records and have them fully authenticated to be able to use uh, to create a security off of it as well and then and that's where you know you, you want to think about maybe getting your own your own Q-SIP numbers because most certificates got Q-SIP numbers on them that's how you know you yeah. don't own that shit because that's they that's they Q-SIP yeah, so that's what I'm thinking, like trying to tie it into an injunction. That that was that was like, make, but I've never had a problem with my injunction or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, even though I had an injunction in, I'm I'm like I'm basically enforcing the Constitution. That is, you know what I'm saying, y'all. As long as I know that I am an injunction, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. so no matter what paperwork I got, as long as I know this shit, I wish you motherfuckers would. I don't care where I was at. Man, you know, they play a lot so that, of games. That's kind of the sharpest thing. Well, I agree. But see, I'll tell you like this, bro. It's not really, it's not even so much the federal government that don't follow the rules. It's the state. Federal government be following the, the rules. I think the state entities is hired to play like a telemarketer. If they can, whatever game they can get the the, the, the person in, you know, they're going to get, that's why everybody's case is different. Because we got right. different people, yeah. and they looking at your case different, like, oh, he thinks he know this, but he don't yeah. know this, so I'm going to hit him with this. Or I'm going to attack him this way. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we all, like, yeah. you know, we different with different sources of magic right there. So that's yeah. why we got to stay I, I studied up and just know how to. That's exactly what they do. Exactly what they do. So, so know, we might be studying it one way and go in there and they come at us a whole different way on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because they know we already coming that way. That's why they flip the game. Listen, they do a little secret trade wars and everything, dog. The state will contract to try to put you back into uh, into the system with the government. And the government would be like, well, look, we just need you to do this, 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 and see if you can't get them back in the system. They'll do that shit. The state will contract. You got these little... You got these little companies that contract with the government. I'm telling you, they do some nasty shit. 
when you actually in your state, when you actually going through it with one of them, that's what it's gonna actually tell you to do. They got a bond. Follow that bond. Each officer gonna have like somebody that's over that bond. You just all you gotta do is yep. take it in there where they violated the, the constitution. Here you go. Yep. And if it's something even more yep. serious than that, then you don't have to uh, show us where you show us show us. But if it's just right here, right here, what's the fact? We can settle this out right now so nobody gets in trouble, man. We, we, we can settle it right you know? now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, most we people never ever hit their right bonds either, man. They get away with that shit. You know, you start hitting their bonds, they don't like that. You know, police don't want you, don't want people knowing they got a bond anyway. But every public official got a bond. But, Bad. you know, especially police, man. You know, I mean, I, you know, my thing is, is even with the sheriffs, man, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. They don't mess with me no more. You know, they, they leave me the fuck alone. But at the end of the day, you know, when they really come down to it, these people, they they will use agents uh, to come at you. So if somebody come at you, you better damn sure check, make sure they got a bond. Make sure you they know, got a bond. better be bonded. Our listen, man, on whose authority, man, is you about to do what you're doing this on? I need to know where I'm going. Who, who sent you to do this? If ain't nobody sent you, then I'm coming out to your ass. If your ass ain't got nothing to do exactly. you, know, you got You got to have some authority, man. Somebody must have sent you to come fuck with me. Are you doing it on personal reasons? You got to have some come authority. Yeah, you better have some authority. Somebody better told you, and they better be specific. Yo, yo shit said, hey, you better have a place to search the thing. What you want? What color was it? Where exactly was it? Where was the thing? Yeah, you better put me yep. on man. Go somewhere with all of that. Yep. And I don't know. I, yep. Hey, listen, ain't nobody gave me. I, the way I work is I, I get instructions from people, and I ain't got authority to give you no authority at all. You feel me? <laughs> Oh, I don't have authority to give you authority. You understand? I can't grant you none of that. I don't have the authority. The way I work is my God, you know, he gave me authority. He didn't give me authority to give you my name. He ain't gave me authority to tell you to search me. He ain't even told me who you was. You were cook in front of me right mm-hmm. now, man. What is you talking about? Come on, so, man. yeah, man, just how we, oh, how we operate and how we moving and grooving. So, so you know what's it's funny because in, in Canada they got something called a peace bond, right? And 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 this essentially means that the person who signs the peace bond must not be charged with additional crimes, right? So peace bonds um, have conditions as well, but conditions such as like not having any weapons or staying away from a particular person. So a peace bond is normally issued by what they call the crown. Right, but police in Canada take out police bonds, right? And so you think about it, man. Everybody got a bond. Everybody. Everybody that's out here in a, in a uniform. Everybody that's out here playing Batman. They oh, got a, yeah. they got a, they got a bond. They got. They tell the marketers, man. They trying to get you to buy stuff, man. I don't want to buy it. I'm not for sale. Good. I'm oh, just man. trying to go to and fro, man. Find as you possibly in just, I just, I'm just trying to peacefully travel to my destination without any hindrance. That's it. Yes. That's Don't it. Mess with me while I'm in my ingress and my regress, man. Go on somewhere. That's right. Ingress but, yeah, and we, regress. Man, you know, man. Yep. We be on the shows, listening and carrying on and studying, man. 
This is where it's at, though, man. You already know it started right here, man. They're doing the Jonah Day, man. So people just got to stay up. Yo, people just got to stay on it, man, and really be paying attention and really be leading, reading the laws in their state, man, understanding uh, what they got going on and how to protect the stuff they got. Really, because it's basically they saying law only, for, basically law is only for property if you if you let them tell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So it's really about the stuff, well, yeah. Come on, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Straight you up. Too. Like, <laughs> and, and, so they, that's why they, that's what the police is for anyways, in, in, in the first, from the beginning, was to protect your property, you know, yeah. shadow and all of that, you know, and so that's, that's the whole point behind all of this, is these people want you to be their property, while you want to be your own property, you know, listen, I'm, I'm a human being, I, I have rights protected by God, the Constitution, the universe, treaties, respect that shit. I had a police officer got mad because I, I asked him, I said, I said, what do you have an oath to? I said, did you take an oath to the Constitution? Motherfucker says, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, which one? He said, he says to me, uh, the state. I said, yeah. I said, so that means that you wanted the federal Constitution too because of the supremacy clause. You know, motherfucker got mad at me. Somebody said, which means you gotta follow the treaties too. <laughs> Don't disrespect. So which a lot of them, a lot of them think that they by by wearing the badge and stuff that they are actually following the constitution. They think that it's because of so many people are willfully getting their rights and nobody reading. You know, it's rare that you'll find an officer that even know about the constitution itself too. He just trying to get a paycheck, yeah. man. Yeah, a lot of so them don't do them reading, so they don't know shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's our job to, you know, put them on a square. Don't take that shit personal, you know what I'm saying? Get your perfect two paperwork done, man, and take it out on their ass, you feel me? Because they not taking it exactly. personal when they take you away from your family, your kids, you feel me? Taking your bread, having you have to pay for these punk-ass lawyers. Damn, man, they not tripping on none of that. So, man, we not we got to quit taking none it personal, that. man, and make it all business. Yeah. Man, I'm showing uh, up. And that's really what it comes sure down to. Get, you know? and then we that's what it comes down to. It's all business. So now when we on their ass, yeah, no, nah, this ain't personal. This business. Don't don't try to well, act like and I see, got that's a personal the thing. They, they don't want to be harassed when, when they're when they yeah. traveling in their private capacity. You know, but they don't think about that because they're getting a the paycheck. And they got quotas and shit to meet. They don't think about that shit. You know, motherfucker, I, I'm, I, listen, I have the right to travel freely, come and go as I please without being harassed. I, I have the right to enter paperwork into the court. I got the right to set up trust. I got the right to do all of that shit without being harassed. All of that shit. But, without being, without being but, asked you know. stupid questions like what I get from the store. You went to, you're coming from the store, what you buy in there? What the fuck? Did you just say? Man, listen. Did you ask me what I bought in the store? <laughs> It's like a special kind, dog. For real, for real. It really do. It's like a special kind. Yeah, you said, oh, well, you're you getting belligerent, and I'm just asking questions. Nigga, I got kids. Get your ass up on my face. Nigga, get your ass up. Boy, it's like a special kind. <laughs> for real, it's like a special kind, dog. But hey, man, I, I appreciate you calling, bro. Away. You already know. I appreciate you for getting back on, man. We need it. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. We'll be back on Sunday, too. So you already know. 
All right, bet. I'm going to tune in. Okay, please go up. Hey, hey, man, and I'm wonderful, magnificent, and great, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy that large sums of money, gold, silver, and land keep getting hey. accumulated to me every minute of the day, man. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Large sums of money coming to us quickly and easily, man. And gold, I silver, say. and land. Opportunities. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you get to the next one, man. I'm in here. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Happy Friday. Happy Holy Day, y'all. Happy Happy Holiday, God. Peace. Peace. All right, we're um, going to take a real quick break, take a couple bills. You in the line, hold your seat. Keep your hands up. We'll be right back. We're going to shock the con for you. Your 
And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. Do you think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results oriented at all, who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed you have urinated heretofore up until this morning your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth. If you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, daughter, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. 
Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Constitutionally protected rights. 
right? And so right. what you can do going forward, and what I would suggest that you do, um, no, number one is send the injunction out again, right? Never hurts to send, oh. to send it out again. That's the first right. thing. Right, that's what I was thinking. Um, okay. Second thing is, is remember, when you do an injunction, the boss deal with the boss. So you always got to go deal with the boss, right? That's That was one of one of the things I was always taught in the beginning, right? The, the other thing that I would do if I were you, um, is I, I would consider, you know, opening up an equity suit, you know, because if you got to go get a court, so court ordered injunctions, so, so injunctions can happen two ways. Either, either you putting one in privately, or you getting one ordered through, through an actual court. So if you getting one ordered through an actual court, then that means that it, you use three notaries, okay? Because remember, three, three notaries equal the judge. So you either gonna go back. Back, do another injunction, um, or you're going to go through the court process of actually having an injunction done, and that's done through a tort client, right? And, and trust me, once you do a tort client, that'll back their ass up, too. Um, in terms of getting pulled over, they can keep pulling you over as long as you're riding with their tag. They can do that. They can do that because you're in a, juris- you're in a jurisdiction. Um, you know, you can always put your car in a trust. That would, you know, and, and then you can put your tags into a trust in terms of, you know, having having their tags, um, you know, but they're registered under your trust. You can always do that, but you got to remember, like I said, that's a jurisdictional thing. So as long as you ride with their stuff, they can pull you over. Um, so if I were you, you know, if you want some redress for your grievance for what happened, you got to go back and get retroactive. You got to go back and, and deal with the actual problem where the problem started at, and the, and the problem technically started uh, at the point in time where you know uh, uh, they they broke your window. So I'd go back and sue them for that. I mean, they're li- they're technically li- they liable for that. Though. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. They took my property too. My uh, my pistol. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. without just compensation at that. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, uh, you was cut. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, they, they took your stuff without just compensation. So, so, so there's that. That that's a violation of your right. Damaging your property is a violation of your right. They had no right to break your window. Right. The, that's a statute that, that gives them a right to do shit like that. Under the under the Constitution, right. that that that's that's damaging your property. So, like you were saying earlier, I'd be able to file an intentional tort and a uh, negligent tort, correct? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's right, brother. Okay. Intentional okay. tort, a, ne- a tort for negligence. These people, man, they 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 dirty motherfuckers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they dirty. Then, so 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 they gonna play that game. You gotta play a better game, paperwork game. Right, right. And then I got the recording to it. Uh, that whole the whole situation when it went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids screaming and all that too. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I would consider opening up a. A, a, a tort against that person, you know that's a that's a student equity, man. And like I said, you 
you pull their bond, number one. And remember this, when you pull the officer's bond, that's an insurance policy. So it's like it's like somebody hitting your car in public, right? You're going to call the insurance company and put a claim in. So you put a claim in with the insurance company that's holding that person's bond. Oh, God. Oh, God. Same way. And then you were saying about um having a three note three notice equal to a judge when because uh, you was cutting in and out on that part. Uh, what did you what did you say after you said uh, three notice notaries equal a judge as far as that whole process? Yeah, so 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 yeah, so so three yeah three notaries are a judge. I I tend to like to use three notaries when I'm doing stuff because because it, it creates a judicial decision. Right. So I would get the now, it's got to work. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's got to be used in your favor. I was going to say, it's got to be used in your favor, you know what I'm saying, in terms of, like, you know, you, you can't you can't say, well, I'm going to do a judgment against against this person, right, and then think three others is going to give you a judgment against that person. No, you want to use it, like, if you're doing an injunction for yourself to protect yourself, then you can use three notaries and that type of injunction. Okay, okay, okay. So then I would. But if you I want a judgment, mhm. You want a judgment against a, against an officer though, for his liability for actually damaging your property, then I would say you should you should go in and get that from the proper the proper court. That's just my opinion. Okay. 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 Time to see, There's no talk, man. Al Shalom here, bro. Man, yeah, man. Al Shalom, peace, bro. Happy Holy Day. I'm doing great, man. Wonderful, magnificent, man. Great topic, great topic, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, I got a, I got a question. My question is, with the injunction that we are putting in the trust, is it going to be the trust? Is it going to be formatted like? The original injunction using the Constitution and everything per se, and so so that's that's a good question because I did I did mine very differently. Um, I I use so all right so so remember that the trust anything that you adopt into the trust becomes part of the trust, right? So uh, you you may want to think about you know if you're going to use treaties, if you're going to create your own stuff. Uh, what you're going to use to protect the injunction? Because there's a there's a numerous amount of things that you can use. Now you can use the Hague Trust Convention if you wanted to. So I think in right. terms of uh, stru- structuring it, you know, that, that's that's something that I take um, case by case. Like I said, I did mine very differently. Mine came out to be ten pages when when I did my trust wow. injunction. 
Okay. Because I added so much stuff to it, so it was different than my than my initial one. Like like the one that that um that we first started doing with Jonah, like the original one that was like three pages. Like I had to expand Correct. on that for my trust because there was so much other stuff that I wanted to add to it. Right. 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 Meeting the treaties and certain laws and like the Hague and whatever you said, yeah, ain't even yep. okay. All right, yep, yep. all right. So, but like on the header, would it be like the trust instead of the name? Uh, 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 doing business as the yeah, uh, yeah, the legal so, and yep. the spiritual. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's how I did mine. So basically, I I did it where instead of instead of it being the illegals on everything. It's the trust, right? And then the trust right. is doing business as, 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 as your straw man. Trust is doing business as your businesses. The trust is doing business as everything. So you, you want to list everything you, that you're doing business as. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 And you so demand we, it. So we're list all. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you want to list all your businesses down there as well, too, right? Everything that you that you were operating out here with, correct? Everything, bro. Everything, yo. I put everything in there. I I try not to leave nothing out of mine, man. I put everything in there. Even even, I don't even smoke weed no more, but but you know when I you know I put that in there too to to protect that right too, just in case you know uh, you know I decide one night I want to light up a joint. But I mean I don't smoke no more, but. You know, just to put that type of shit in there, man. I mean, you you want to put everything in there that you can think of in your trust injunction to protect your trustee, protect your beneficiaries, your trust protector. You wanna you wanna put the protection in there, and then I filed it. Right. I took it and I filed. All right, and you filed it on your minutes, correct? I filed it in my minutes. Yeah, I put it into my actual trust. And then I, and, right, and, and right. I have an actual, you know, and then if you want to take it and you want to send it to the sheriff, you know, or any public official, you can do that too. Um, but I really feel that it's most important to put it into your actual trust. Right, right. I heard that earlier and it blew my mind. I was like, wow, okay. I remember you talking about that maybe about a year ago, you know what I mean, about the trust yeah. injunction and stuff like that. But it got away from us a little bit, you know. With all the other new information coming up, but yeah, I'm I'm going to definitely work on my injunction for the trust and and uh, as long as uh, you put it in the minutes and make sure that uh, it gets to the sheriff, you would that like yeah. So my the the governor is not that important for the trust, or or, or would it be? In well, your opinion? Okay, so 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 remember the the governor. Is, is the is the public official that supposedly governs the law, right? But you have to ask yourself, right. what laws is he governing, right? Because he would be governing over the Constitution. So if you decide to put constitutional stuff into your trust injunction, you know what I'm saying? Then then yeah, you may want to send it to him. But if he's not if he's not party to that, then I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I mean, the, the governor has. You know, I think you gotta remember this: that the Bay and the Bashaws are the real governors. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't mm-hmm. really, it ain't that public official. That guy's in the public. Right. You know, so so you're right. the governor over your own trust. Right, 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 right. Thanks for clearing that up. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, 
that's uh yeah. that's that's what I'm gonna be working on next then. Is uh it has to be done. Would you say the Secretary of State be somebody to send it to since they are like uh counselor affairs and stuff like that? With 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 yeah, all that. So other stuff? so the Secretary of State Secretary of State is important in the aspect that when you're dealing with the Secretary of State, they they deal with for instance, like if you're trying to do your nationality, right, you can you can step to the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State will essentially allow you to um to get a certificate of nationality. Sometimes they're supposed to do that. Right? And they also mm-hmm. get documents. So I would say that they would be a good person to step to it in the instance of, hey, I want you to authenticate this, right, and give me full faith and credit on it. I mean, I've done that too. Like, I, I did I did some stuff for, for the tribe, and then I did some stuff for the trust, and I stepped to them and had them give me full faith and credit on it, and then I stepped to the federal government to have them give me full faith and credit. So now, under supremacy laws, Full faith and credit means that if I mention anything about um, supreme laws, a.k.a. the treaties or the Constitution, they got to respect that. So even if I'm protecting my trust under that, y'all got to respect that now. Right, right. Because you authenticated it in a sense, right, when they signed off on it and they gave you full faith and credit. It's just yeah, like any exactly. other document that we want to authenticate to make law. Yeah, I got you, Joe. I got you. You, you see what I'm that's saying? That, that, that's how I look at it because I'm like, well, shit, the, the supreme laws of the land, like, for instance, I mean, you know, I, it ain't no secret. I roll around with my own tax, you know, for the tribe. Mm-hmm. But I, I mm-hmm. put the shit under the treaty. You know, I mean, yes, I, I'm very well aware that, that, that the government – has a has a trust relationship with a lot of these tribes, but I use the treaties for for our relationship. We got our own trust relationship. We got the treaties. So in order for that to be validated, you would have to use full faith and credit. The government would have to give you full faith and credit for the treaties to respect what you're trying to do. Your right to travel, you know, your your your, your right to self-identify, all of that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Your, your the the twenty yeah. potentiaries. Are, all that type of shit. So yeah, I'm using full faith and credit too. Right. So then we would want to add a little bit of the Constitution when we send it off to that Secretary of State because they are a constitutional officer and they took an oath yeah. to it. They didn't take an oath to yeah. the treaties though, correct? Right. Okay. Right. I just wanted right. to make right. that if you, clear. If you, if you remember, so they took an oath to the Constitution, which is which the supremacy clause is under there. Right, is in is in the Constitution. So they basically they took an oath to uphold the supremacy clause, which is which are which are the highest laws in the land, which start with the treaties. You know, religion, right. treaties. Uh, uh, but they didn't the take an oath to those. But they didn't take no, an oath to the, the treaties. They took, right, they took right. An oath so. to the Constitution and the supremacy clause is in the Constitution, which means that they have to respect the supreme laws of the land. So right, they right. technically took they took the oath to uphold that to, to, to right. not disrespect it. Cause see, if they disrespect the supreme laws of the land, then then that means you definitely got a tort claim against them, and, and they don't break yep. treaties, especially the oldest treaties uh, 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 with bro. the United States has. They're not breaking that. Right, right, makes sense, makes total sense. Because that's where the bomb comes in. 
Yeah. Dude, that's, that's where the bomb, bomb right comes. And, and, and that's why they bond them to cover if they do violate. So now you can go in there and recoup your 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 whatever they've damaged you or, and you would get your money back in a sense, right? You get your money back. Yep. Yep. For the yep, violation. That's where the bond comes in. And, and you can't you get them out of office if it exceeds the amount that they're bonded for? Wouldn't they have Absolutely. to resign if they uh, it would if it surpassed that, you know? And we can put any amount we want on the tort claim, right? Because there is no limit on how well, much uh, well, they, uh, have to take out of the pain and suffering that you went through, like the brother earlier, where broke. You cutting in and out, Alshalom. Oh, okay. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, all right. All right, so, yeah, all right. Okay, go ahead. Ask your question. I totally forgot. It just slipped my mind right now. That's crazy. You was, you was, but, uh, you was asking about the bond. You said, do they have to take out? Would they have oh, to take yeah, more? Like the, yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, the, if the bond's only uh, so much money, and and, and your suit is uh, uh, over that amount, you know what I mean? They would still cover it, right? But that officer would have to probably resign, wouldn't he? Because now he's out of office because uh, he overexceeded his bond, right? Well, it just depends, right? Because. You know, some some of them bonds are a million dollars. Some of them are a couple hundred thousand dollars. They may have to take out an additional bonds to lose their job. That's true. And if they lose their job, then you can garnish their check. I don't like that shit. Right. And that's only, when you're going to put them on the not. Only thing stop you people from rights pockets. Hmm. So that's when you would put them on the non-UCC and put a lien on them and... Until that's paid off, then you would take it off, correct, on either a public official or not. That's when you're able to, right? Correct. Correct. Oh, right. Oh, all right. Yeah. That was my yeah, understanding. That, yeah, that, so, so, so that's a lien. So, so basically, so if you got a judgment from an equity court, okay, and you can only pay so much, and then stops, and then they still owe you more money, only way you're going to get that money is to have a judgment, and then you can put the lien on them. And so then that lien stays on them. Basically, you become their daddy. You, but you right, gotta have a right, judgment. Right. right, right. You have to have the superior claim. Right. I got you. I got you. And yeah. that and that goes back to the Charlie Sprinkle. Like he put the wives of these officials too on there. The spouses on there because they're part of his. Uh, uh, how you say, like the brother earlier, like when they uh, assaulted him and broke his window and everything, they was uh, violating. So now, you know, they, they not only uh, assaulted him and kidnapped him, but they, uh, you know, almost, not almost, but they, uh, what's the word I want to use? They uh, they put his wife and, and his kids in danger too. So, 
that that would be like you know now you're putting my wife and myself in danger now i put a lien on you now i'm going to put a lien on you and your wife because you know uh you know she's married to you and whatnot almost like the holler charlie sprinkle case was correct or am i off on that yeah the wife yeah, the wife becomes an extension of the husband. She's the she's the arm of the husband. So yeah, I mean putting putting the lean on her like putting the lean on him. Right, right, right. Right, and most likely. Right, right. Most likely, half of them judges and these officers are married, so they want to destroy my life by like the brother taking him, breaking his window, and taking him to jail and taking his property. And, and, and harassing the wife and kids, it's almost the same thing now that I'm going to recoup my money that I'm going to put you and your mm-hmm. loved one on the same kind of situation. You know, I don't know how to word it, but oh, yeah. I think you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, it's a brotherhood of these people, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a brotherhood of them. And that's why you have to be careful, too, about, you know, about how you do things. You know, you if you if, you, if you're going to, you can't lean up a judge in the public. You can't. You just can't. It's, they, they have immunity against that, and they'll put you right, in jail for right. that. But you can, but you can lean him up in his private capacity. You can sue him in his private capacity. You know, you you once can you sue get your superior claim. Once you once get your superior, superior claim. Right, but it's got to be done in their private capacity because if you start trying to do stuff against these people in the public. They they're gonna come out. You just don't want the problem. Right, right, right. Problem. That's where the that's where the Charlie Sprinkle case comes in so crucial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Because that that's exactly how he did it. You know, and he took them in their private capacity and sued them. You know, and they yeah dropped that right. case later on down the road. Yeah, right. I get it. That's right. I get it. Trying to get phone ringing over there, God. Oh, that, that's over there. I ain't worried about that. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. That's what it is. It, it's a lot of information, though, man. This is dope, man, because this is where yeah, we're it's at. it's a lot. It's a lot. Sunday, I'm going to dive into this Sunday, and I'm going to show people some real heavy stuff on tours on Sunday. I got some good stuff lined up. So you definitely want to tune in Sunday, man. It's gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some shit Sunday. I definitely will, God. Definitely will, man. It, it was great speaking with you, man. Glad you're back on, man. Man, you too, bro. Bringing them, thank you, dog. Bringing the mission to the people, man. You know, no doubt. Oh, I'm yeah, so happy and grateful bro. that large sums of money follow us and great yeah. force. Me too, man. Me no too. Doubt. Large sums of money coming to us quickly and easily. Without hassle. Yeah. <laughs> well, in abundance with peace and security. In abundance. You know I mean? Thank you, God. Peace and security, that's right, man. We got to throw it all out there, all the way. Right, 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 right. All the way. Well, you enjoy your day, Joey, man, and, and it was great talking to you again. I'll be tuning in hey, on you too, Sunday. Bro. You too, Thank you, God. You all too, right. man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Peace. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. All right, real quick, while I got everybody in, um, St. Louis seminar coming up. If you're in St. Louis, you want to attend the seminar, I'll have the information up for that soon. Um, I'm actually gonna push that back into uh, October. It'll be the first, I think the first week, first or second week of October. Um, I've got Philly set set up as well for October, so we'll be doing Philly, and we'll be doing St. Louis, and then hopefully um, 
if you know, depending on how this COVID shit's going, might be able to hit up New York. Alright. So I, I'm I'm trying to make my way around, man. I you know, it's been a year since I think the last seminar, I think I me and Jonah did a seminar in Miami. Was it Miami? Where was we at? It might have been Miami. It's been a minute, man, since since I've done a seminar. So either way, I'm trying to get back out there, man, start touching base with the people. So I'd love to see y'all at the seminar, man. Hopefully y'all get a chance to come out if you're in the area. Um, spread the word, right? If you need me to come to your area, let me know. Be happy to come out there, right? We, we, we only need 10 people to have a good class, right? I don't need a whole bunch of people. So just let me know, right? Um, but if we can pack a room out, we'll pack it out. Um, makemorecommerce.com, that's that's where that's my handle. You can get with me over there, or you can hit me on uh, on any of the social apps. Y'all know how to do that. All right, all rights reserved. Um, I'll be on Sunday, man. It's Friday. I hope y'all have a great Friday. Make the most out of your day today. All right. Um, I guess I got to do a drop here. Let me see. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> My niggas with no jobs. All right, man, I'm up out of here. I'm going to say peace to y'all, and I will uh, holler at y'all Sunday. Remember, I'm on every Friday now on Sundays. All right? And um, spread the love, man. Peace to the gods. We out. Girl, I wanna see you twerk. I throw a little money to twerk. I don't really think you can twerk. Twerk. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty twerk. Make that big booty twerk. Can I touch that booty? That booty. That big old booty. Shake that booty. Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on them booty. Copyright that booty. Bounce that boot on the floor. Shit. Shake till you get a little soft. Shit. Show them your mama made a hoe. Shit. Shit. Go ahead and get a little low. Shit. Shake that boot in the car. Shit. Shake that boot in the stove. Shit. Shit. Pop it, stop it, drop it, pop it. If I hit a Lexus guy, I'm a motherfucking rocket. Shit. I ain't got no fucking heart. I can't be loyal to you, whore. You want her from the start. Twerk. Good, I want to see you. Twerk. I throw a little money to twerk. I don't really think you can twerk. Twerk. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty twerk. Make that big booty twerk. Can I touch that booty? That booty. That big old booty. Shake that booty. Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on them booty. Copyright that booty. Damn. Skinny petite. Damn. I know my bitch love me. Damn. Cause she rub my feet. Damn. You don't touch me, somebody gon' touch me. You don't fuck me, somebody gon' fuck me. You don't love me, somebody gon' love me. Thanks. Money don't walk, I gotta go and get it. Shake that booty, I come visit. If you thick, I might hit it. Thanks. Shake that booty for a ride. Thanks. Shake that booty on live. Thanks. Shake that booty outside. Thanks. Twerk. Girl, I wanna see you twerk. I throw a little money to twerk. I don't really think you can twerk. Twerk. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty twerk. Make that big booty work. Can I touch that booty? That booty? That big old booty? 
Shake that booty. Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on the booty. Cover right that booty. Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.